The current spoiler warning level is, Crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Crimson. We are talking about Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, which is, of course, extremely GGP unfriendly. So please, if you are sticking with the Great Gundam Project, this episode is going to be full of spoilers. Please do not listen. If you're just going hog wild, then I invite you to enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG, your home for the discussion of Gundam's robots. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan from Online. Dylan, we're here for a bonus episode. We can go hog wild. We can finally dip back into the paint. Where was I going with that what? sentence? <laughs> I guess this is the benefit of getting G Gundam, is that we can definitely <laughs> guarantee doing a bonus episode because we'll get it done so fast that it's like, oh, well, I saw time. Yeah. Um, All so right. I- Unless we're calling a shot, I've got a D8 here. Let's let's roll that D8. Let's just go for it. All right. One. Oh. We're talking about something from narrative or from uh fucking the uh uh the other unicorn. The, how is narrative the one you remembered there? <laughs> the fuck. Because I like the Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, as you said last episode, people can have wrong opinions. It's fine. You don't like the Phoenix? Mm, mm. No. We'll talk about it if we get to it. Wow. I mean, I could just lie about this dice roll, but I wouldn't do that. You know me. I, I live and die by it. the Let's dice. Let's go for a roll. All right. Uh, One to ten. I have a bunch more on this list, but not quite 20. So the other ones are DQ'd. Uh, we are talking about the NZ666 Kshatriya. Yo! Okay, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> I love the Kshatriya. Okay, so the Kshatriya is a really cool mobile suit from Gundam Unicorn. It is a very large, um, not quite mobile armor sized, but still like very large mobile suit. Um. It is very obviously based on the Queen Mansa, um, which uh, do we want to talk about? That's a separate role. No, no that's a separate role. That's a separate role, and there's plenty to talk about with the Queen Mansa. That's true. Uh, the Kshatriya, though, is a um, large mobile suit. It is um, used by the sleeves. It has four huge binders. It uses funnels. I love it. Um, so, uh. You look at the Kshatriya, uh, NZ666, amazing model number, uh, based on the NZ000 Queen Mansa. Uh, there's also the, what is the NZ333, I believe is the, uh, that's the Alpha Zero. Mm. So that's the funny thing, right? Since the NZ333 is Alpha Zero, NZ666, well, a very funny pick for it, edgy, uh, like edgy number wise. It, it technically matches with the two prior series, going from zero 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 to three three three. NZ obviously standing for Neo Zeon. Um, I'm surprised it's not like NZM or something. 
but like whatever um i'll take it uh the kshatriya though rules um and i guess it's a little weird that the coin mansa is nz000 because that's not neozeon that's axoseon um well i guess they call themselves neozeon also but like they're usually mm-hmm. like ams like axis mobile suit or ama axis mobile armor but whatever anyway uh the kshatriya um this suit is rad as hell um it has a really interesting like it has a mono eye. Uh, the head is like kind of small, actually, compared to the rest of it. Like it's yeah. a small, flat head with a mono eye. It has a really large horn. Um, the chest, you have the sleeves ornamentation on the chest torso. You've got a large cockpit like block area. You've got four mega beam or mega particle like uh, cannons on the uh, chest, um, which are rad as hell. Um, uh, you've got these cool like. The way the arms connect is interesting. You've got this, like, sort of rounded armor on either side. Um, you know, pretty standard chest. Uh, then the arms are these, like, large rectangles. I love these shoulders because they're just these, like, really long, thin rectangles. And they're mm-hmm. they're like that because rather than the bulk being from the shoulder, they're from the binders connected to the shoulder, of which each shoulder has two binders. These binders are large, almost resemble, like, sort of a chitinous shell, um... They are full of funnels. The tops of them have uh, also like little beam launchers, uh, which are really cool. Um, yeah, these 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 wing binders here are the reason why uh, people who don't know its name in the show refer to it as quad wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can base it, and it can even move. They're on little subarms. It can fold them inward. It can use them as like basically large shields because they. I mean, they are just big, large, flat things of metal. Um, mm-hmm. It can pull them in and become like sort of a, a a bell pepper or splay them out like a palm tree. I love it. Um, you go and down also, the arms. Oh, sorry. Also, those binders have sub arms. Oh, the oh yeah, duh. Besides being connected via sub arms, <laughs> they have sub arms within them, which is cool as hell. Uh, the very ends of them open up and they have little arms. It's cool. Uh. It could theoretically wield six beam savers at once if it really wanted. <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> it is cool as hell. Um, then you have, uh, you go down the arms, you've got, you know, uh, large chunky arms that have little beam savers in them. Uh, they have your standard sleeves ornamentation. Uh, the wrist decoration, the wrists almost remind me of, like, the Sananju a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, the design. Uh, For sure. Though, rather than keeping the saber in the same place as the Sinanji, which would be inside of that, like, outer armor, it's in, it's on the inner part of the wrist, so it can just pop into the hand really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got really huge, absolutely gigantic skirt um, armor. Um, again, very Sinanji-like in some ways, like the way the vents are down the middle of the crotch area and stuff, or the thrusters. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, the rear skirt just is a large plate. You get down to the legs. The legs are fun because the legs are they're a little uh they're a little small. They do have a bend, but they are like, you know, like uh a little stocky is the way I would put it. Um, oh, you mean uh, so you meant like short. I was like, oh, they're pretty wide." Like, like they're like, wide, but they're short. Like like, like the thigh is kind of normal sized and like the lower leg is a little longer. And then you have like you have the feet which again, actually look like the Sanji's feet uh in design, which is kind of fun. Uh, just green. Um, uh, and you, you got don't these. Need, you don't need legs in space, 
so give them to them, but don't spend too much time on them. They're you not important. <laughs> this knee armor. I love the knee armor because it's like two layers. You've uh -huh. got like a knee armor, and then below there's a second plate. Um, And then it's got little boosters on the sides of the legs, which are reminiscent of like the Double Zeta or like the uh, Dove and Wolf slash like a lot of, you know, Double Zeta era designs. Like these little like, you know, verniers on the sides of the legs uh, that are swept backwards. I, I like mm -hmm. the design of these. Uh, the back of the... Behind the feet, you've got, like, a little row of vents. Um, this thing is cool. It's got a couple of tubes everywhere, like, on the legs. You can see tubes on the inside. On the arms, you see tubes. On the torso, you have mm -hmm. tubes. Um, just a cool fucking mobile suit. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, a, we got of course, a, a psycho frame going on. Mm -hmm. It does have uh, a psycho frame. Uh, it's we got uh, some eye fields in those binders in case someone tries to shoot a pesky beam say beam weapon at you. Yep. Uh, uh, it it uh, so it also has like uh, so we mentioned it has funnels. It has twenty four total, uh, so six in each binder. Mm -hmm. Um, the funnels are cool. Uh, the funnels seem pretty strong because you know when we see them in the show, like when we first see them, they're rad as hell. They are like. They fire, like, these... Rather than firing, like, little quick beams, they fire, like, more continuous beams, which I think looks really cool. Because mm -hmm. um, we watched them tear apart some Gigans at the start of the movie, and it is cool. Or, the start of the OVA. Um, it also has, instead of, like, head Vulcans, inside of the chest, if you look in between uh, the Mega Particle Guns on the outer part of each one, you see this little gray circle. It does have a machine cannon inside of the chest as well. Um... They're not really used. I don't. I, I'm trying to think if they even get used in the show at all. Hmm. Um, but it does have it does have like an equivalent to a Vulcan. They're in the chest though, so you can't really aim them in the same way. Um, well, but also, but that's partially because the head is so tiny on this one that putting them on the head would be kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. But, but some would say, why have them at all? But I guess it gives us some kind of non-beam option. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got a it 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 has six beam sabers total actually. So, uh, the subarms in the beam saber, it's interesting, right? Because in the show, when we see it use the subarm one of the times, it actually steals a beam saber. But it actually is supposed to be able to also have the beam sabers mounted in each of the arms mm -hmm. as well. So the subarms can have a beam saber mounted in them. Uh, and then, uh, the actual arms themselves also can pop out beam sabers. It can... It doesn't actually ever wield six of them all at once in the show, sadly. Mm -hmm. um, rad as hell an idea, though. Unfortunately, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the extremely cool Merida Cruz gets a little too jobbed out by the show. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. That, that, she, she does well up until, the problem is she keeps fighting the unicorn after a point. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's true. That's 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 that's, that's a good way to lose. But, yeah, like like you know when we see her fighting like others, it's like oh this thing is rad as hell, and then we see it fighting the unicorn, and it's like oh the unicorn is literally an anti new type weapon. So mm -hmm. you know, um, oh, this is a thing I didn't know. Uh, the 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 beam sabers in the forearms, when they're mounted in the forearms, can be used as beam guns. Yeah, similar to like the Cubelay. Um. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, that is shown. Um, like that's what it does in the unicorn video game. Also. Great video game. Uh, sadly, very short. Um, From Software made an amazing Gundam Unicorn video game for the PS3 uh, that is mm. only based on the first three episodes, sadly, and has huh. some DLC based on some like uh, novel content, like uh, Book Zero, 
or chapter zero. Um, but, and it had, like, a bunch of, like, microtransaction-y DLC. Like, you can buy, like, additional suits that, like, came out after the fact for, like, 400 yen or something like that. Like, really cheap. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. really weird game. Um, but the game was sold also at, like, half price, which was weird. It was sold, not, maybe not half. It was, like, instead of your usual, like, 7,200 yen or whatever for a new release, it was, like, it was, like, 4,000 yen or something. Like, almost half price. It was sold at a cheaper price. It is a very interesting game, though. Very cool feeling game. Um, I actually posted uh, on Twitter a couple of times my uh, my plays of it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and I know in the game though that's what it can do with the uh, it can it, it's its standard beam weapon is just firing the wrist beam guns, uh, which mm. is pretty cool. Um, it has the so the mega particle beams in the chest are not just like. They're, they're interesting because they're never just firing forward, really. Like, some games let them do that and stuff. But when we see them used, they're mostly fired in, like, a weird, like, shotgun way. Like, basically, oh, sure. it fires, like, like... Like, you know how, like, there's, like, the spread beam guns on things like the Dom? Imagine mm-hmm. if those were putting out, like, actual beam saber level... Or uh, beam rifle level output. Like, just, you know, like, these long, like, strings of beams coming out. Um, It's cool. Uh, like, like, they generally, like, kind of shotgun. Um, but again, a lot of video games also depict them being able to be, like, a single large continuous beam, similar to, like, the Queen Mansa's chest beams. Hmm. Um, which is cool. I mean, they are just the Queen Mansa chest beams. It's just, it has four of them instead of two. Um, mm-hmm. and then the binders all have these, too. Look at the binders. You see these little circles on them. Those are just more cannons. You can theoretically, this thing it doesn't get to do it as ridiculously, but it theoretically just fire, uh, output a ridiculous amount of beams. Like, mm-hmm. Game Hulk level of ridiculous. Um, it's really cool. Really, yeah. really cool. Uh, a thing here that it notes is, is from the novel, but didn't make it into the OVA, is that uh, in the novel, it also has a pair of beam Gatling guns on the yes. right arm. The beam Gatling guns are also the same kind that the Unicorn uh, uses, like, when uh, oh, when it escapes okay. from, um, you know, like, when it's escaping from Palau and uh, it has, like, the single Gatling, mm-hmm. um, and then later on it upgrades those to, like, double versions. The double versions are what the uh, Kshatriya in the novel, well, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but that's, like, what the video games and stuff will mm-hmm. use them as. Like, sometimes they'll just, you know, yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to spoil a future episode, but I don't like the unicorn, but I do like every change they make for the full armor. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not even really spoiling a future episode. Let's be fair. We we, we talk about it in multi suits sometimes. It just happens. Sure, sure. A little sure. bit more in depth. Uh, but um, yeah. So like, it it could theoretically mount like uh on its arm uh, game, uh, uh beam Gatling that like attaches and is mounted on either side. Um. And I think in the game it actually dual wields those. Like, it has them on each arm, so, you know. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, cool machine. Uh, again, between the funnels, between all of these shotgunning mega particle cannons, between the wrist beam guns and beam sabers, this thing's a monster. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's even a monster in size. It is big. Um, it is... What is the exact height? It is... Uh, 22 meters tall at the head, actually? Oh! It isn't as tall as I was thinking! The, I think the problem is the width. 
makes it appear yeah. huge. Yeah, it's it's with those with those wings. It takes up and also even just its body. It's very stocky friend. It takes up a lot of space. Let me see. I'm actually going to look at the model kit of it because I thought it was taller than that. Oh, I didn't think about that. I mean, it looks taller, but that's because I think that uh, two twofold. One, I don't think that the height there when I said 22 meters includes the horn. And mm. two, the binders are set upward. Yep. Which adds yep. height too. It's like the new Gundam. Where like, you know, the new Gundam is pretty tall. Um, yeah, pretty pretty big pal. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Has a very expensive high grade that I will get one day. I've, I've always waited though to see if they would actually do it in like another scale. Okay, yeah, no, I am I am correct in remembering this is pretty freaking huge though because uh, I'm looking at like the high grade of it. Like, you know, like it's as tall or it's a little taller than the uniform with the horn. But then you see how filled out it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is still a huge mobile shoot. This is still huge because the unicorn is big. This dwarfs the unicorn. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is big. Um, just a really cool machine, though. I love the binders. I love, I love like attaching things to mobile suits because I like, you know. Things like that, it's like, wait, you're you don't have to make it like normally humanoid. You can add sub arms. You can add, you know. And I know, yes. Then you get into the arguments of, well, mecha are impractical, so why wouldn't you just use a more practical machine? And it's like, no, screw you. Uh, if you're doing <laughs> that, don't don't play coy with me. I'm just saying you can make a robot that is a mecha and you know mostly humanoid cooler when you start adding non-humanoid things to the humanoid shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh. And then, so yeah, it has a psycho frame. It has I feel it has an eye field uh, within the binders. Uh, and I assume, just given that it has four binders with eye fields, like I assume you could just theoretically, if you pulled them in, cover the whole mobile suit. Um, yeah, one which is imagine. not a not a typical thing because a lot of uh, eye fields that show up on mobile suits generally, like in like the Double Zeta era, are not over the whole thing. They're just over the cockpit. It's basically like you shoot and it'll def- like it's not like how the big Zam just had like a big orb you know mm-hmm. it's just like i feel enough to keep the pilot alive and most of the machines like major workings alive mm-hmm. um but not enough to like you know protect you from all types of beam attacks to any area of your body uh because these are located in the binders on the outside though if you imagine them as a bunch of overlapping circles um no this thing's protected <laughs> uh and uh it gets pretty heavily damaged during the course of the show uh, so this leads us to two variants. One not really worth talking about very much, which is the Kshatriya Besarong, which yep. is the Kshatriya with some pieces missing because it's being fixed. Yep, it is. Uh, it, the, the Besarong is not even really repaired at all. It is literally just the frame of the leg is exposed, an arm is missing, uh, it is missing two of the binders. It is uh, One of the binders is like completely like you know removed of armor. It, mm-hmm. it almost looks like a, a incomplete like master grade kit or something, you know. Yeah. Um, and then of course you have the actual change, which is the Kshatriya repair. This is a this is a wild design. This is uh-huh. great. So Kshatriya repaired is interesting. Um, I don't think this was in the novel. Hmm. I don't think that Kshatriya repaired was in the novel. I think it was only in the OVA. Um, 
Hey, but I this mean, is a, this is our first. This is our first like repair unit. Yeah, which these these happen in Gundam occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kshatriya repaired. What it is does is so two of the chest mega particle cannons are kaput, so they're just bolted over basically, so they're not just holes in the body. Um, the ones on the binders still work. Uh. And then it only has two on the chest, so it has six, I think that would be total. Yeah, two, four, six. Uh, the left arm, which has, which was cut off in battle, is replaced with... See, this is one of the ways you know this is also an OVA thing. It has a weapon that the full armor unicorn should have had. Mm. That halberd there, the beam halberd that it uses over the left arm... I mean, you can already see, like, psycho frame, exposed psycho frame in white armor. Uh, yeah. In the novel, the full armor unicorn uses that. Um, in the OVA, they got rid of that. <laughs> the idea of a weapon that has Psycho Frame built into it, like that, like the full Psycho Frame style of the unicorn, is actually a really cool idea. <laughs> it's uh, see, I actually hate it. That's the thing. I that's one of my biggest complaints of the unicorn is I hate the idea of we pile on more Psycho Frame so we can get more power. Um, just because of like the way I think of like the Psycho Frame and stuff, I just I don't like that idea that much personally. I, I don't like it on the unicorn itself. I like it on this weapon, though. Yeah. Well, I don't like it because of things like the Banshee Norm, too. Sure, stuff. Like sure. Where it's like, ah, we have added a backpack covered in Psycho Frame, um, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, other changes are, so it only has two binders left. Uh, the two subarms on the shoulders that originally went to binders now connect into a large backpack unit. Um, because the Kshatriya doesn't actually have a backpack, um, mm-hmm. unlike most mobile suits. Uh, it's back, it's just the torso is the back of the torso, and that's it. Um, so, uh, instead now, it has these large arms that are into these huge propellant tanks. Um, uh, they were really worried about this thing being able to fly across the galaxy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> so really cool. big. They're, like, big rocket-like propellant tanks. They're really interesting to me, because they actually resemble... Um, Something that comes from a different sleeve suit. Um, the Craig Zulu. Um, sure. They remind me of the Craig Zulu's uh, propellant tank backpack. It's like the same design. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that the Craig Zulu's from uh, Unicorn MSV. Uh, it's just as interesting because I'm like, where did they get the the you know ability to repair it with like the same backpack as the Craig Zulu? Where did they get those parts? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. Uh, it's cool though. It's these large tanks. Um, the um other thing it has is it has it still has the peg leg. It's just like the inner frame of the leg. However, <laughs> they did do something to that leg. They put a Gatling gun in the leg. Yep, they sure did. <laughs> Why? I because mean, because it's who, there, right? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, why why do we go to the moon? Because it's there. <laughs> it also has a very um interesting launcher that uh kind of it, it feels. I mean, it even mentions here that it's like a kind of launcher used since like first Gundam, but it reminds me of like some of like the uh, MS uh or what is that? What is that publication? Gundam Century, kind of like a side equipment, um. It's got, like, a triple rocket launcher, which is three grenades slapped to each other on a disposable rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, then they and, can use that. And then also, so those are the Storm Fausts, or what those things are. And yeah. 
Also, because they couldn't properly repair the funnels, the funnels are now rocket launchers as well. <laughs> well, so it's interesting because the funnels that it uses are supposed to kind of be funnel missiles. Uh, which are a thing that exist in some various later works. But, um, yeah, they're weird, though, because instead, they're, they're like, <sighs> they, they are just the Kshatriya's funnels the foreheads put on for them, though. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. but it's, it's an interesting allusion to something that, like, kind of pops up later. Um, but yeah, no, the idea of using funnels as missiles, that's, it's interesting. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and I guess, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, make the funnels. Well, I guess if the idea is, well, the things that we're fighting in this final battle, if it knows that it's going to be running up against things like the Banshee, it's like, well, that's going to have an eye field possibly, uh, on the shield and such. So True. funnel missiles make sense for that. Uh, turning, yeah, turning your funnels into missiles. Yeah, most of its weapons are no longer like it's it's the things that are added are like those new funnels. It's got the triple storm faust. It's got this you know axe. Um, it definitely is leaning into the idea of like, well, I think I'm gonna be fighting stuff with eye fields. What's the simplest, dirtiest way I could deal with that problem? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really weird because like I said, it's like the the Kishachira repaired is very like see. <clears throat> The full army unicorn, well, silly, is basically let's just give it everything we have so it can do some stuff in the final battle, and like it can just do everything, which a little bit of a silly idea, but I mean, you know, it works. The repaired is really funny because it does that while also being kind of broken down, so it's like a really weird patchwork of extra parts. I I like it though. I do mm -hmm. like the Kishatra repaired, honestly. Um, the uh. The the hyper beam javelin and them adding it to it is very funny to me because like I said that's something that the full armor unicorn originally had. Um, it's also something very funny to me because the it it's supposed to look like the really dumb um clover toys javelin that they gave the original Gundam. Uh, mm. I don't know if you knew that, but I no, I didn't. Huh. So the clover toys have like a DX. I think it was like Gundam DX something uh and it is clover toys when they did gundam toys they did not do things that looked like they came out of gundam clover toys wanted to do super robot stuff so they dyed everything in this silver die cast you've got all these extra guns added to the gundam you've got like rocket punches on the gundam they're very much like a company that obviously was working with you know super robot -y toys um they did not get with the times and unfortunately uh, Clover eventually went under. Um, Gundam did not do them well. I know Dunbine did really bad for them too. Mm -hmm. uh, mainly That's because a the kind of jank-looking Gundam. Yeah, yeah. It's also where we get the yellow V fin on the first Gundam. Actually, um, mm. frequently is because of like Clover toys and other illustrations uh, of the time. Uh, but uh, there, I'm trying to find uh, the version of it though. Ah, here we go. So there's a version of it that uh they did that uh looks like this and technically the full armor unicorn itself mm. is kind of just a reference to this but i wanted to bring it up because the javelin being such a weird weapon it, it is based on this it is based on this really weird looking fake looking toy even though that is an official <laughs> gundam figure 
just from you know before bandai started making model kits yeah that is pretty weird looking yeah um but yeah uh very weird and interesting thing so also a cool thing on the best or uh not the best one the repair so the way the funnel pods open up uh the binders actually like open at the top instead of like just deploying them from the bottom however this is actually something that the kshatriya's binders have always been able to do we just didn't see it in animation really uh, with the original Kshatriya, but, like, the binders can just open like that, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> however, whenever we see it deploy, it just deploys them while they're tucked in, because it can also do that. Mm-hmm. It's just the way the armor is built. Um, the... <sighs> so, the Kshatriya is just... It's it's a really cool machine. Um, kind of a dead-end mobile suit in, in a way, because, you know, it's a super prototype badass thing. So, mm-hmm. you know not really uh not like there's not really like other variants right like it's Mm -hmm. it's just this is it and this is also it's also a case where like a lot of these like it's not really innovating it's taking a lot of ideas and doing them really well but there's no like piece of technology or anything here that has never been done before yeah nothing on it's new um honestly while like a lot of unicorn suits go for like the cca like you know more simplified equipment um, I do like when we get suits like this, though, where it's, this is a very double Zeta-like philosophy of this is a big machine that is just meant to cover, like, a lot of bases. Mm-hmm. Like, the Kshatriya feels like a very double Zeta-era type of machine to me, which is why I like it a lot. Sure. One sure. of my I... favorite unicorn suits out of everything we could have gotten. I'm very happy we got this. It's kind of funny, though, because it does, like, unicorn has a very, I mean... It's because of the it's because of you know the art techniques and stuff, but it has a very specific art style, and so it's funny to see this design that I do think in a lot of ways you're right. Like it's it's design principles feel very like double Zeta, but its art style is is unmistakably like unicorn. Like you can see, you know, yeah. if you go to some some things like the Jigen or something, you'll see like five pieces of art from the Jigen. You're like, okay, here's this, here's this. Oh, that one's unicorn. You know, it just yeah. jumps out at you. Well, yeah, it's because well, it's because it's Kotoki doing a very standard signature style he had through like the late two thousands, early twenty tens, um, and you know, I get why people also hate that style, right? Because it's a very sure. normalized style, and when you spread it across designs, it can make them feel a little mundane. Um, I think Kotoki is a skilled technical artist. I still like him as a designer because I mean, I mean, he did make the Kshatriya though. He did make like other unicorn suits that are original um Mm -hmm. he did make you know like he's made like a lot of suits that i think are still good as much as it's easy to like be i like i I know a lot of fans kind of get eye rolly but i still love things like the rosen zulu i love the kshatriya i think the sananju is great i know some people prefer the sasabi and that's fine uh they're allowed to be wrong um the the unicorn i'm mixed on but it's ultimately not like a a horrible design i just mostly hate it for its ubiquitousness ubiquity ubiquity there we go i'm trying to figure out how to turn ubiquitous into like a different form but yeah um and also i mean there are hmm, this isn't the unicorn episode but i mean there are things about the unicorn thematically that are really cool but there are things they do about with the unicorn as being like this messiah machine that i really fucking hate that's fair um, we will talk about that when we get to a unicorn. But we sure will. I think for now, still not like the longest episode on a thing we like, but that's just because the Kshatriya doesn't have a lot of variants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty, it's a, it's pretty much just itself. 
and that's fine. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, you probably also don't. I mean, you don't run into variants because there's not very many post unicorn, you know, works that are drawing off unicorn existing, right? Like unicorn. I mean, unicorn came out, I guess, ten years ago now. But I mean, it's like you have for sequel series, you have NT, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, which came out what, like two years ago now? Yeah. Very, and very recent. So it's like you don't, you know, it's n- you're not going to get variants for these things because. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they they're not old enough really for people to be making new works drawing off them, you know. And also, all the problem is all the post, all, all the things that take place post Unicorn that came before Unicorn. I mean, they came before Unicorn, like F ninety uh, right. or F ninety one and all that. So they can't really draw off Unicorn's originals because, well, it didn't exist. Also, <laughs> uh, true tragedy that narrative doesn't. F- for all that narrative wants to play with some of the designs of Unicorn. They don't do anything with like revisiting the Kshatriya's design. Nope. Also, bad movie, but uh, we'll save that for a narrative. We'll save that. Yep. All right. That was fun. That was a good way to. That was a good way to feel good after feeling really a little bit down about. Like I, I didn't feel down because we got Future Century. I just feel I don't want to make a disappointing episode, and I always worry that those will be. And I'm wondering if maybe Mm -hmm. we should just kind of excise them from the list for that reason because I don't want I don't want people to. I know there are people that like this show, you know, I don't, I don't think like, you know, I, I am starting to learn that pe- more people than I thought like this show and listen to it, which is nice. It feels good. I actually finally downloaded the show myself and started listening to it. And I even felt good about it. I was like, huh, I actually <laughs> like how I sound on this. I'm getting the hang of this whole podcasting thing. Um, this thing I've never experienced because I mean, six has talked to me before. The, the thing is, I mean, I know I, I just talk a lot. And it happens to, I think, work for podcasts. Um, yeah. After the show, you all miss the 15, 20 minutes that I hold six hostage. And I'm like, okay, we're talking more robots, even though we're not recording. Um, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I felt good about the show. I, that's why I just worry about episodes that seem like I'm a little bummed, like something like the getting like a future century soon. I'm like. I I think the solution that I'm going to, we'll work it out off the air, but I think the solution is not necessarily to get rid of Future Century, is to do some different thing where it's like when we roll Future Century, we talk about Future Century and one other thing or two Future Century suits or something to make it a little more interesting. I mean, the thing is that episodes will always be short, even on something like The Master, which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Hajime Kotoki designs, uh, he did The Master. Um very very interesting to compare that versus like the kshatriya <laughs> but uh like you know it was just that even that episode was a short one that was another mm-hmm. one we did a bonus one for i mean i guess the thing is uh, yeah i could view them as opportunities for well i guess we get to definitely talk about you know a non-ggp friendly episode like a bonus episode because of that um anyway not to debate that on air it's just something i think about that's all mm-hmm and uh, you were spared my wrath vis-a-vis the Phoenix for at least one more week. Yeah. It fucking rules. You're wrong. Well, the thing is, if, if the problem with the Phoenix is when we talk about it, uh, what I imagine we'll do is just roll the unicorn and we'll just talk about every unicorn variant. Because I don't know if they could get their own episode all. Do you think they could? I don't know. Because I, they I, could build off each other is the thing, right? Yeah, but the Once unicorn, we've already covered some ground about talking with the arcs. with the original unicorn, there's enough like straight up unicorn variations that there would be a lot to talk about. There would be, but then when we talk about like the Banshee and the Phoenix, 
we wouldn't actually have a lot to add. We would just talk about their armaments and like some things they do in the show. Yeah, maybe Banshee and Phoenix is one episode. Anyway, we're just talking shop now. Anyway, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, you can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. Uh, I haven't been doing much. It's been a slow winter. I've been very tired a lot lately. My schedule got ruined by a bout of bad stomach uh, like a week ago or two, and uh, mm. I have been on a very awful schedule. So mostly just scattered robots posting. Um and then in my free time, I've been listening to Romance of the Two Networks, uh, another oh. Scanline Media podcast that y'all should listen to. I am actually almost done. I'm at episode 37 of 41. Um, I just, I was like, you know, I didn't finish this because I like fell behind and I was like, I was going to wait till it's done. And I was like, well, it's done. And then I downloaded all of it. And that's also when I finally downloaded all the Mechanista episodes. And I was like, huh, these aren't as, I don't sound as silly as I thought I did. Okay. These, these actually sound like, decent podcast i feel good about that i was like six always sounds fine doing podcasts but that's because six <laughs> does a billion podcasts and knows how to do this i don't i don't know anything i don't know you a goddamn to, you thing we're getting by just fine yeah yeah it's fun <laughs> i have fun i like talking oh, um, that's that's what matters but yeah uh romance of the two networks listen to it uh it's very fun um thank you preferably uh while playing some dynasty warriors like i was doing um but before realizing oh i've only played i played through dynasty warriors four and five a billion times i guess i'll just play a dynasty warriors spinoff while listening to Bring kingdom stuff um but good good podcast very fun um i i enjoy i enjoy listening i enjoy listening to my friends talk about things is what i've learned about podcasts is the thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it's about it could be about video games it could be about movies this is just i listen to you know between Scanline and between Abnormal Mapping, I listen to a decent number of podcasts now, and it's like, cool. Yeah. But that's the one I was listening to, and I felt like I should give it a shout-out. I appreciate it. I miss doing uh, doing two networks. That was a fun show. It was a, it was a very it was a very, very fun one. Uh, and again, just lo- loving the ups and downs as I learned that, uh, well, Zhu Ge Leong in video games is always portrayed as like this shrewd, cool tactician. Uh nearing the end of the novel now everyone is fucking sick of his shit <laughs> especially <laughs> six. Oh my god i hate the man <laughs> it's so funny it's just very amusing anyway y'all listen to that i will talk with six about that off the network but, or off the episode but y'all should listen to that six where can people find you why am i doing this i don't normally leave this whatever uh, you know <laughs> uh at six detmer on twitter s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r pin uh pin tweet tells you my stuff but it's basically scantmoney.com and patreon.com slash scanline media and friends and folks until next time even so <laughs> even flow sore demo Ike unicorn <laughs>